Oh, hi there, Earthling, and welcome back to Podcastage. Today, I am doing my very first broadcast dynamic review of the year, the SE Electronics Dynacaster DCM3 and the DCM6. They cost $100 and $150 respectively. Like always, I'll throw some affiliate links in the description down below. Also, for this review, I am running the microphones directly into the Focusrite 18i 22nd Gen. 48 volts phantom power is on because the DCM6 has a mic activator in it. My gain is set at around 830. I'll let that sink in. I have never set my gain this low. This is bonkers. Recording 24-bit 48 kilohertz. I will not do any kind of post-processing, but I may have to boost it a little bit in post, so check the lower third or the doobly-doo to see what I diddly did. And now let's talk about what comes in the boxes. Double box throw, that's new! What a surprise, you are going to get the microphone. It has an already installed foam windscreen. You'll get a 5 8 to 3 8 inch microphone stand adapter, a tiny bit of documentation, and some stickers. I bet you thought I was going to hit the stickers, didn't you? I need to keep you on your toes. As far as the build quality, I don't have any complaints about this thing. It has an all-metal body, which feels very robust. When you remove the foam, you have a metal mesh grill, which has no give to it. When you remove that metal mesh grill, you have the capsule. On the back of the microphone, you have the XLR port. And on the DCM6, you also have a dynamite button to engage the mic activator if 48 volts phantom power is turned on. You have a plastic joint and tension screw to mount this to your microphone stand. And if it matters to you, both of the microphones are made in China. Then as far as the specs, these microphones have a cardioid polar pattern, a frequency response of 40 hertz to 18 kilohertz. Here is the DCM3 frequency response, and here is the DCM6 frequency response. They are identical. The DCM3 has a sensitivity of minus 52 dB. The DCM6 has a sensitivity of minus 52 dB in passive mode, or minus 22 dBV with the dynamite engaged, and the impedance is 600 ohms on the DCM3 or DCM6 in passive mode, or 135 ohms with the dynamite engaged. Now I am spinning around the DCM6 to 90 degrees so you can hear the off-axis rejection and coloration. Continuing around to 180 degrees, this is the rear of the mic. Continuing around to the second 90 degree angle, oh hello, and then rotating around with a bunch of handling noise to the front of the microphone. Now it is time to test the plosive rejection of this thing. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Pretty good. Now I am right on top of the microphone to exaggerate the proximity effect, and here is how it's sounding. About three inches off of the microphone with it pointed at the corner of my mouth, and here is how it's sounding. Now we are at six inches away from the microphone, and it's pointed at my mouth, and here's how it sounds. About one foot away from the DCM6, about two feet away from the DCM6, and about four feet away from the SE Electronics Dynacaster DCM6. Now I am typing on a keyboard with Gatoron Blue switches to see how much of my voice versus how much of the keyboard it picks up. 
And for the elite gaming folk, now I am typing on the same keyboard with the Gateron blue switches to show you how much of... whatever. You get the point. Now here is how the microphone sounds in a well-treated room about three inches away from my mouth. And here is how the microphone sounds in a completely untreated room about three inches away from my mouth. Next, in order to see how effective the mic is at rejecting shocks, I'll start by tapping on my desk to see how much of that noise it can reject. And then I will tap on the boom arm. Now, because I'm an incredibly annoying person, I am going to tap on the body of the microphone to see if there are any kind of resonant frequencies. Now I want to see how much impact the provided foam windscreen has on the tone of the recording. So right now you are hearing me talk into the DCM6, the dynamite is engaged, and the foam windscreen is installed, and here is how it's been sounding. And here is how the DCM6 sounds without the provided foam windscreen. What do you think? And for another example, here I am on the DCM6 with a foam windscreen. And again, for good measure, here is the DCM6 without the provided foam windscreen on. Honk, 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 honk. And here is how it's been sounding. I am an idiot. <laughs> now, like we always do, I'm going to do a quick spoken word comparison between the microphone that I'm reviewing and about 16 other microphones. So, yeah, we'll see how it stacks up against the competition and understand its spot in the market. This is going to be hell. Starting on the microphone we're reviewing, this is the DCM6, the dynamite is engaged, gain set at 9 o'clock, 3 inches off of the mic, and here's how it sounds. First up, I am on the Behringer XM8500, which goes for $25, 3 inches off, gain jacked up to about 430, the complete opposite end of the gain dial. Let's go back and do a lot more. Back on the DCM6, I'm not going to ramble on, let's go to the next mic. Now we are on the Shure SM58, which costs $100, still 3 inches away, gain still set at 430, check the lower third, and yep, there's the comparison, that's it, that's all you're getting. We have a long way to go, so here is the DCM6 again, let's jump to another microphone. Now we are on the SE Electronics V7, which also goes for about $100, 3 inches off, gain still set at 430. Can SE Electronics beat itself? That sounded wrong. <laughs> Let's go back to the DCM6. Here is the mandatory palette cleanser. Did you listen to it? This is the DCM6 next microphone. Now I am on the DCM3, which is the passive version of this microphone, $100, 3 inches off, gain set at 430. What do you think? Does it sound the exact same? Because it should. Let's go back. Hey, I'm an actor. Hey, I'm a DCM6, and this is how I sound on it. Next mic. Whoa, we are now on the Rode Pod mic. How did I do that? This microphone goes for $100, 3 inches off, gain set at 430 still. Check the lower third. Let's go back to the DCM-6. Would you believe me if I told you that I am back on the DCM-6? Because we are. Nothing has changed. Next one. Next, I am on the Elgato Wave DX. Can you guess what I am going to say? 
This goes for $100. I am three inches off and my gain is still set at 430 and you should check the lower third. There you go. That's the spoken word sample. I am rushing through these so this video is not an hour long. This is the DCM6. Next. Now I am on Audio-Technica's $100 Broadcast Dynamic offering the AT2040. As I said, $100, 3 inches off, gain at 430. There you go. Audio-Technica's offering. Ba-ba-ba. Howdy, howdy, howdy. I am on the DCM6 again. Nothing has changed. 3 inches, gain at 9, check the lower third. Next mic. Next, we are on the Personas PD-70, which goes for about $130. And guess what? Three inches off, gain still. Set it around 430. Check the lower third to see how much I boost each of these microphones in post. Let's go back to the SE microphone. I just tried to think of anything to say that is different, and I, and I can't think of anything. My brain is blank. I am on the DCM6. Here is how it sounds. Next one. Now I am on the MXL BCD1, which goes for about $150, three inches off. I decreased my gain to about four o'clock. And here is how this sounds. How does it sound compared to the DCM6? Terrible. I hate how this mic sounds. How pathetic is it that I can't think of anything to say other than next one? <laughs> I'm on the DCM6 again. This is your palate cleanser. Another one? Now I am on the Shure MV7X, I think it's called. It's the XLR version. This goes for $180, three inches off, gain set at 430. Are you shocked? You shouldn't be. That's the Shure MV7X. Let's go to the, yep. I really am struggling here, <laughs> but I am back on the DCM6 again. Here is how it sounds. Three inches off, gain at nine o'clock. We have uh, some more to go. Go. Now I am on the SE Electronics Dynacaster, which is the big brother to the DCM3 and DCM6. This goes for $290. No EQ switch is engaged. 48 volts on and gain set at 1015. There you go. Does this sound better than the microphone that is cheaper? I don't know. I may not be including it, but I am having the best time. <laughs> I just keep cracking up. This is me on the DCM6. I'm just a happy camper. I'm a happy camper, rocking and a rolling. DCM6 next microphone. Now I am on the Electro Voice RE320, which goes for $300. I do not have the EQ switch engaged. Three inches off. Gain set at four o'clock. I decreased it a little bit. There you go. That's the EVRE320. Here you go. I am back on the DCM6 again. I've, uh, I'm out of gasoline and stuff to say. Let's go to another one. Now I am on the Logitech Blue Sona. No EQ switch is engaged. This goes for $350, three inches off. Gain set at noon because this is also an active microphone. Noon? Noon. There you go. That's the blue Sona. Alrighty, this is the DCM6 again. Can you believe it? We only have a few more to go. So here is your palate cleanser. Next mic. Now I am on the Shure SM7B. This goes for about $400. I don't have either of the EQ switches engaged. Three inches off of the end of this. Gain set at 
and here is how it sounds compared to a microphone that is $250 cheaper. Let's go back. Oh, we are so close to the end, I can taste it. Penultimate microphone palette cleanser. That should be a plosive test. DCM6, let's go to the penultimate mic. Now I am on the Electro Voice RE20, which goes for about $450. I do not have the EQ switch engaged. I am three inches off. My gain is set at about 445, very close. There you go, let's go back to the SE. And I am back on the DCM6 again. You know what the last microphone is going to be. Let me know your guesses. Let's go to it. And finally, I am on the Neumann, hello Neumann, U87AI. This goes for about $3,700. Large diaphragm multi-pattern studio condenser microphone. This comparison doesn't make sense. Cardioid polar pattern, no pad, no filter, three inches off, gain set at 11. And that is the spoken word comparison. Did you make it all the way through? If you did, give yourself a nice big pat on the back. I'm proud of you. Proud of you, son. All right, you're not my son. Don't look at me like that. Don't look to me for approval. Go out and be proud of yourself, okay? Do something that you are proud of, unless I'm not going to go down this road. Okay, let's let's just go to the music test. Believe in reptilians Cause they're coming to take over everything You'll see when the world ends Once they terraform you will all be cooked alive You may think I kid We do not kid We do not joke We do not goof We do not gaff We do not guffaw On the podcasted channel When I say something You best believe it is true (laughs) And I think it's true that I am clipping. This is so stupid. Let's go to the conclusion. Well, I think that it's undeniable. This is another microphone in the $100 broadcast microphone arena. Gosh, it's absolutely amazing how non-committal I can be with those opening lines. So let's go ahead and just talk about the pros. Both the DCM3 and the DCM6 have pretty healthy outputs for dynamics, especially the DCM6 once you engage that dynamite circuit. Also, they do seem to do pretty well with plosive rejection, and I found the off-axis rejection to be pretty inoffensive. But then we get to the cons, and to my ears, I find both of these microphones to sound a bit overboosted in the presence and treble range, and that makes it sound a bit artificial and a little bit unpleasing. 
So now what are my overall thoughts and opinions of the DCM-6 and the DCM-3? On the electric guitar, it doesn't have a super robust low end. I think that is more than fine. That's a kind of sound that I enjoy. The mids also are fine. There's nothing offensive about them. They are not scooped. They are not overly forward. But then we get to the presence and treble region. We have a 6 or 7 dB bump focused between 4 and 7K. It is a very bright sound. It makes the 57 sound a bit dull. One thing that this does have going for it, even though it does have that boost, at least it's not stabby sounding. It doesn't feel like you have ice picks in your ears. It's not my favorite for this application, but it can kind of work. Then on the acoustic guitar, I was not a fan of it for this application, and that all comes down to that presence and treble boost. I think that made the acoustic come across shouty, as though the acoustic was just yelling in your face. I did not think this was a flattering mic for this application, and I would not be using it. Next up for singing, I think this microphone can function here. You do have that controlled low end, which is going to be nice. It doesn't allow it to become overly muddy. The mids aren't overly forward. They aren't nasally sounding. You do still have that big presence and treble boost. That's not going away. So it does still sound a bit artificial. So if you're looking for a very present and a very in-your-face kind of sound, I think this microphone can work for that because it does have that really big presence and treble boost. And finally for spoken word, I didn't find myself loving the sound that I was getting out of this microphone. I do like the lows and low mids because it isn't overpowering, but it still offers a bit of support. In that regard, it kind of reminded me of the lows and low mids of the SM7B. So I was a really big fan of the sound down there. Then we have the general mids and we start to see a boost starting around one kilohertz. And I think it can start to sound a little bit nasally, a little bit congested, but frankly, that all gets overshadowed by the presence and treble boost because that makes it sound very open. But at the same time, it makes it sound very artificial and it creates this unpleasing sheen unspoken word, at least to my ears and based on my preferences. But there will be plenty of people who say, Bandrew, you're crazy. I love that sound. And that is why there are so many different microphones with different sound profiles, because what I like, other people may not like. And to wrap up, would I recommend the DCM3 or the DCM6? Kind of. When we look at the $100 broadcast style dynamic microphones, I think that the DCM3 competes pretty evenly with stuff like the Wave DX, the 2040, the Rode Pod Mic, or the Personas PD70. So if you are looking for the broadcast style, it's going to come down to which of the microphones you prefer the sound of. But if you aren't looking for a specific style, I still think... The handheld dynamics like the 58 and the SEV7 sounded better. So if you don't care about the looks and you don't need the additional pop protection that the windscreen provides, I would recommend looking into some handheld dynamics. But then we get to the DCM6 and everything that I just said still holds true. I still prefer the sound of the handheld dynamics. But at least this has the microphone activator in it, that microphone preamp, which gives us that minus 22 dBV sensitivity, which is absolutely bonkers. 
So at least there's something about the DCM-6 that differentiates it from the competition a little bit. But I feel like I need to point something out. Just because the DCM-6 has that dynamite circuit added into it, that doesn't mean that you should run out and buy this microphone over any of its competitors. Just because it has a higher sensitivity does not make it an inherently better microphone. When it comes down to it, you are still going to have to prefer the sound of the DCM-6 over its competitors to determine if this is the right microphone for you. All right, that is it for the review. I'm going to try something different. We're just going to end the video. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Whoa, whoa, boop.